Welcome to Game Club, the podcast that's like a book club, but for video games. I'm Dan, the kid from Solandia. I'm Catherine, nerd and screenwriter. And I'm Charles, Apple tabletop gamer. Welcome to episode 13. This week, we played Bastion. Bastion's a game from 2011, uh, developed by Supergiant Studios, published by Warner Bros. Interactive, uh, and it features sort of a dynamic voiceover narrator, um, and is sort of presented as this two-dimensional kind of isometric game where you run around beating things up and get upgrades for your weapons, and you put together the Bastion. And we're going to get all into that game this week, uh, but first we're going to go into our Nerdwicks. Charles, we'll start off with you. As per usual, uh, what's uh, what's your nerd week looking like? Uh, my nerd week has been fantastic. Uh, so, with the release, soon to be released, maybe not so soon, of Legion, the Star Wars Legion, I mentioned it on our last episode, I've decided I'm going to grab this system and make it my own, uh, really own it, and do some YouTube content for it. So, I've been setting that up, including all the Facebook groups and stuff that goes with it, and it's been going pretty well. So, I made my first video. My second video was uploading, uh, but I had to cancel that upload because it was taking 12 hours to upload, and my internet was needed for other things, specifically talking to you guys. Uh, yeah, we're pretty important. I know, right? Most important. I didn't say we're, we're more important than Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> Wow, that's a big call. We'll leave yeah, that there. Big, I mean, I don't think I even believe that. What would, yeah. Carrie, what would Carrie Fisher say about that? Yeah, not much. She's pretty quiet these days. Anyway, so uh, what I'm doing at the moment is developing stuff to proxy the game. So we're not expecting it until 2018, but I want to play it before then, at least in a demo form. So I'm stolen all of their cards and stuff off the internet of pictures that people have taken while they're getting demos at Gen Con. And this will I've... be used as proof in a court case one day, Charles. <laughs> no, right. It's all over Facebook anyway. They've got me. They've got me so good. Yeah. <laughs> so I've printed it all out. I've made made up cards. I've put them in sleeves. It, it's actually going really well. And um, I'm going to use Imperial Assault miniatures, which are a little smaller, but whatever. And, uh, and demo hopefully a game this Sunday and record it and chuck it up there. And it will be a little bit different. And no one else is really doing it. So, so this is going to be like should be like... Fun. Star Wars Legion. Yeah, yeah, correct. It's like, yeah, the, that you get in a weird shop in Thailand and you go upstairs and everyone's staring at you and there's a goat. That's kind of, that's what I'm looking for. But with Star Wars. Star Wars miniatures. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I went into my local gaming store and uh, potentially he's, uh, he's interested in looking at a bit of sponsorship uh, for my YouTube channel as mm. well uh, and supporting me and kind of having me affiliated with the store so i won't talk too much about that because it's still in negotiations but that's very exciting for me so demand a million dollars yeah <laughs> yeah that's what youtube startup youtubers are worth nowadays right? yeah just a million off, as soon as you make the account i'm pretty yep. sure they're, they're pretty rare yep. so i expect to make millions within a week mm. excellent yep, well fair. you know we'll, we'll put a link to that in the uh in the doobly-doo so you should go check out charles's channel and see him and hear him talk more about star wars if that's why you come to the podcast if that's if you literally tune out here because the star wars bit ends you can go get more of it on charles's channel that's it to be honest that's like a recurring nightmare i have like trapped in a room with charles talking to me about star wars tabletop games i can make i can make that happen if that's something that excites you yep 
Is that it's why not... I said recurring nightmare? <laughs> Is that why neither of you ever fly in the same aircraft? Because I thought it was. You know, in case the aircraft goes down, then we can't do the podcast. But it turns out that it's because you can't, you don't want to be trapped next to Charles on a plane while he she's, talks about Star Wars. She's so concerned. Yeah, and I would. That is yeah. all I'd talk about. Now that I know yeah. this, I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna set up a situation where it's just you and me and Star Wars, and you have nowhere to go. No, please don't. Ah, it's gonna be good. I um, yeah. I mean, I I live an exciting dream filled life because last night I had a dream where I read all seven books of Harry Potter. <laughs> Dream. <laughs> you are out of control. You need to slow the fuck down, Catherine. I know. I know. Woo, like, <laughs> my brain's like, going cray. But all seven, like, how quickly? That's the question. Well, Catherine's a pretty so fast reader, a, right? It was in a competitive reading scenario, and I was like, no, no, I got <laughs> Competitive <laughs> Harry Potter reading. Now that I'd watch. Yeah. And my Star like, Wars is boring? Come on. I woke up and I was like, I'm pretty sure I would have won that competition, though. <laughs> But, like, also that you're super lame? Was that your first thought? That should have been your first thought. I, no, my no, first Catherine, thought was, I'm, I wish I'd won. This, okay, <laughs> screw the Star Wars YouTube channel. Let's see if the game shop wants to sponsor this new YouTube channel idea I have where we have competitive Harry Potter reading. <laughs> Amazing. Just people sitting there reading. All right, we have to move on. We have to move on. Yeah, Daniel, sorry. Daniel. got distracted. Hit us uh, with your Okay. My nerd week, uh, my, I got a Switch recently. I can't remember if I mentioned that on the podcast. Been playing Breath of the Wild. Uh, I think uh, Charles wrote a piece about how the Switch was so great and he sold his PlayStation to get a Switch. Mm-hmm. So I followed suit. Lame. Uh, my beautiful girlfriend bought me a Nintendo Switch. She She's went and pretty- bought a bunch of clothes wonderful. for herself and came back with a <laughs> Nintendo Switch. And uh, Just to check that you didn't sell your PlayStation for it? <laughs> No, we've still got our Xbox. Thank God. Because we're purists. And uh, that's right. We're in the Microsoft uh, ecosystem. And uh, also just, so we've been playing Breath of the Wild and uh, also ended up getting Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, which is made by Ubisoft. uh, And it's... The rabbits are kind of like proto-minions. I think they're on the scene around the Rayman era or some of the more recent Rayman games. But they've got that kind of, oh, we're weird and, you know, we cause chaos. Uh, but it's really interesting mm-hmm. to see the merger of those two IPs. Properties. When I, when yeah. I first saw yeah. it, it, I was super dubious. I'm like, I don't know what they think they're doing, but I'm going to avoid that. Give it a wide berth. What do you think? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, um, I've beaten sort of the first mini boss or the first boss, unlocked the skill trees. It's essentially sort of an XCOM for kids. Uh, So if you played any of those turn-based isometric games, it's essentially that. So cover is really important, flanking your enemies, choosing your weapons, getting higher ground, that kind of stuff. And so it's quite tactical and you have your three-person team and you sort of choose their loadout or sub someone out for for someone else if you're coming up against certain enemies. Uh, So there is a layer of tactics there that I was surprised at. Hmm. These games often have those layers. I just wasn't expecting it out of a Rabbids Mario game. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. There you go. It was a a pleasant surprise? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, some of the humor misses for me. I think it's aimed at sort of a generation lower or like a couple of years lower. But even just seeing sort of the Mario characters and some of the jokes do get me. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that was fun. Um, I'm going to be ashamed if anyone saw me laugh at that. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, yeah, pleasantly surprised and really enjoying it. I'm definitely going to put some more time into that. Cool. 
And Catherine. Yeah, so I um, have been playing, I kind of got the urge to play a little card game. So I, I saw one with some good reviews. I think I sent it to you guys actually called Miracle Merchant. No, um, you didn't. It's really simple. You didn't didn't I did. It was part of. It was part of those screenshots I sent about new games coming out. It's fine. You just don't pay attention to me. Um, Clearly not. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just an iPad card game. You know, you have to match four different cards with different colors. There's kind of a little fantasy skin over it. It's very much casual gaming, but I've kind of really enjoyed it. Like it's there's very set limits to you only get dealt a certain number of cards in a session and then you have to start a new one. So you can easily play it for kind of five minutes to maybe an hour. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I needed a game that was a bit more that in my life. Um, but like a card then, game? So the question is, why wouldn't you play Hearthstone? Or were you not looking something that serious? No, because I'm not allowed anything WoW-related, Charles. We've been <laughs> I, over this. I see. Nothing like, in the I, Blizzard yeah, world. I see the yeah. UI and I'm like, maybe I'll just start it back up. So no Hearthstone yeah, for me. Okay. What about, <laughs> how would you feel really about Gwent, nice. though? I guess Gwent yeah, you can't Gwent. get on iPad. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, anyway. I just... I just stay away from the blizz, you know. I just sure. it, the way I attempt fate. Like, <laughs> um, and then I I started playing a really kind of strange but awesome series of games called the Rusty Lake series. Um, so there's like Rusty Lake Hotel, which was the one I started with, and then Rusty Lake Roots. They're not, I guess, they're probably technically point and clicks, um, but they're not, you know, that Monkey Island. Um, or King's Quest kind of format, they're, they're almost just like you'll have a little scene and you'll have to solve some puzzles. Like, you know, kind of imagine, you know, ah, oh, you've there's all these red levers and you don't know, you have to pass in a certain order and there's clues hidden around the room. And, like, they're, they're all very different. Um, each of them takes, you know, anywhere from between five minutes to maybe 20 minutes. Um, but it's this really cool kind of ecosystem of games. They only have two that you pay for. The rest are all free. Um, and it's, there are clues within them. There are points. There's this whole like kind of hidden world. And it, like the forums have like rabid rusty lake fans that analyze like every tiny clue, which I always <laughs> nice. really like, mm. like, I always really like finding a community. Like I haven't gone that deep into it yet, but you know, I, um, I played all the way through Rusty Lake Hotel and kind of got like, you know, there's stars and I think I got like 30 out of 40. So I didn't find everything. And then I, I started to look deeper and be like, oh, how did I miss that that bit? And realized that like to get a perfect playthrough, it's it's very intricate. You know, you have to do things in a very particular order. You can't just go into rooms randomly like I did. Like you've got to do this and then this. Um and it's really dark, which I enjoy. So, like, we're talking, like, people hanging from trees, blood, like, you know, ghost ravens stalking you. Like, it's Ooh. it's it's a really dark, creepy game that's just fun little puzzles um, that have a bit of depth. And there's a really cool overarching story about Rusty Lake and all the weird stuff that goes on there. But it's just got a it, – yeah, it's just that perfect blend of puzzle and narrative for me. Um, but also pretty casual, like uh, Rusty Lake Roots – has I think 35 different levels. So it was very much I could pick it up and like solve one or two and then be like, cool, I've had my gaming session. I'll go back to writing now um, versus, you know, kind of a proper proper long gaming jam. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just really enjoying that. I haven't played a point and click in a while, but it's one of my favourite genres. Um, yeah, so that's that was really good. I really like finding a new kind of gaming community. It's a very um, clever find for you. How did you stumble across this one? Um, honestly, I just started, uh, looking up best point and clicks on iPad. Cause it's, it's one where I kind of, 
as soon as iPad gaming became a thing a bit more, I was like, well, point and click games are literally made for iPad, <laughs> really. Mm. Like, you know, you're looking at stuff on the screen, you're pressing things, and then your character isn't doesn't tend to be controlled by a gamepad. Um, so, like, I always thought that they were a perfect melding. Um, and then I just saw saw the artwork. Like, it's really dark and really distinctive, and I just went, yeah, okay, I'm going to play the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, and then, yeah, my, my last one's a thing that I hope you guys are doing as well, but have obviously been watching the latest season of Rick and Morty. Of course. Um, and have been very much enjoying it. Uh, super dark, as always. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a sci-fi writer and grew up in, you know, loving and absorbing sci-fi. And I think Rick and Morty is possibly the best sci-fi show on TV at the moment. Um, which is not bad for a like twenty three minute cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so pretty well done, yeah. All right, let's move on into the news. News. <gasps> oh, Catherine, you did it! It, happened. it finally <laughs> happened. I'm so excited right now. That's made my week. Thank you. Uh, can't believe we had to edit that in that time though. <laughs> did you? <laughs> no, I was saying. Uh, never mind. You missed the joke. Missed uh, I didn't get the joke. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to start with news this week that should certainly fire Charles up. I'm ready. I'm ready to be fired. He's got an erection right now. Uh, well, just save it until I've given you the news and then you can pump <laughs> that boy Too full late. of blood. Too late. <laughs> Lego has announced a new uh, Lego set and it is the biggest ever Lego set with seven and a half thousand pieces. It is a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> It is Jeez. the Millennium Falcon. Really, so, sorry, the, the yeah. ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 <laughs> parsecs. So, Dan, I was I was covering this, like, days before it was announced. Like, Ooh. I knew what was coming. Uh, it's an amazing <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Um, it's, it's a stunning piece of art in Lego form. Will I get it? No. The answer is no. After it is around $800. Know, yeah, for any of the what we're talking about, it's about $1,300 Australian. It's essentially a $7,500, sorry, 7500 piece giant Millennium Falco Lego thingamajig. And it's kind of their, their artisan official line, if you will, collector's line. Um, and it's just nothing like this has been has been done to this extent before. Uh, and it's it's amazing. And I've got friends that are getting it, so I will get to get my hands on one uh, and play with one and maybe even help put one together. So that will do me just fine. You've put together... You know you should was do, it a though? TIE fighter? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just you should turn up to the house, help them, like, yay, what a fun time, and steal about 50 pieces. <laughs> I actually just steal thought, one. Yeah. Just steal one piece. So when the guy was mocking worse. me and said, like, he'd let me help, I'm like, I'm going to put things in the wrong place in your Falcon. Uh, and he's like, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't disrespect the Falcon like that. And he's probably right. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, okay. But uh, some... I, I've got my own Millennium Falcon. It's um, it's the Force Awakenings version. I'm just waiting Awakens. To... Uh, I, I knew you couldn't Force Awakens. Well, because you got it wrong. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so, yes, it is the Force, it's the Force Awakens uh, set. And I think it was about... Maybe 3,000 pieces there about, or 1,300. Wow. Maybe it was only like 1,300. Either way, it's, uh, it's a child's toy in comparison to what's coming out. And yet, I really like it. It's, uh, it's still pretty huge, and it sits on my shelf and looks pretty, so that's good enough. The cool thing yeah. about this new one is it comes with Size doesn't really the matter. crew hmm. from the original Tridge, 
And also the new movie. <laughs> it does indeed, Dan. It does indeed. The and and uh, <laughs> replaceable radar dish for both of the different versions. Yeah. I like it. Yep. So well, if you want to get a YT-1300 freighter made of 7,500 Lego pieces, <laughs> you're going to be a very happy chappy. Yep. Catherine, what news you got? So I've just got two little items. Um, yep. One was a recent announcement about the um, South Park sequel. So South Park, the fractured butthole um, game that's coming out pretty soon. And it was it, just announced. Is it fractured butthole? Yep. So it's, it's fractured, yeah. then B-U-T. Yeah. No, don't, H- even, don't even o- spell it. It's, yes, it's the fractured butthole. <laughs> butthole. Yeah. 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 It's exactly you what You've got to pronounce it, it that way. Yep. Okay. Done. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. That's why it's funny. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, Charles. <laughs> Are you joking? Yes, you were allowed to watch South Park growing up, Charles? I assume no, you were. I was never allowed to watch South Park. What? Yeah, so that's why I, ah. I, I actually don't like South Park. The humour, I can get why it's clever, but it just doesn't do it for me. I'm not a toilet humour kind of guy because I wasn't brought up on it. So that's, uh, that's See, like story. the first season or two was that, and then it somehow became one of the sharpest political shows on TV. It did, yeah. Um, I can respect Yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, but I completely I, yeah. get, like, if you miss the moment and then it, it, it's like, well, what do I do? Do I go back and binge, like, 16 seasons? No. Like, <laughs> I so do remember this past amazing episode where it was Kanye West and uh, one of the, the <laughs> yeah. kids had called Kim Kardashian, like, an ugly hobbit or whatever, and uh, he, he turned up at the school to, like, defend her on her and he's getting phone calls from her and he's like, so, so that time you went off with Gandalf? And all the dwarves and, and fought the dragon. And it's like, don't, don't talk about that. It was really good. Okay, moving on. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> maybe edit that bit out. <laughs> um, so there was a recently announcement. So it's kind of, it's an RPG um, and you have quests and adventures. Um, I actually, I didn't play the last one, but I watched Josh play it. So I kind of, I'm pretty familiar with the format of what they did with the previous one. Um, but the thing that kind of, I don't know if it has people up in arms, but certainly has got a lot of people talking about it is that um, so you can choose your gender and your skin tone and the skin tone is the difficulty slider. So the easy mode of the game is white. And then as you move your skin tone further and further towards dark, um, like the enemies will be harder. You'll get less money when you loot corpses. Um, People will react to you differently and people won't help you as much. It's obviously a pretty bold. It's a controversial choice. Well, uh, yeah. Just to just to clarify a detail, I'm pretty sure at least all the stuff I read, I could be wrong, was that mm-hmm. the enemies aren't more difficult, but yeah, the way people react to you, the the rewards you oh, get okay. are smaller. Yep. But combat is still the same difficulty. Combat still the same. Yep. So they're right. more making. I, I thought yeah. I'd read combat would be different. Um, who knows? But, who knows until it actually. Yeah, comes I mean, out, definitely, like, definitely the money, the money stuff, and I know answer so gender also has a difference. I think it's mostly with how people react to you sure. um but so yeah the the reaction has mostly been in terms of you know from the liberal left wing which obviously i'm i belong to that end of the spectrum it's been pretty positive um i was about I to say it'd have to be positive wouldn't it i mean that's a yeah like, it's obviously a very controversial and full choice but one that actually highlights an issue uh kind yeah. of realistically yeah, I, think it's, I think it's fantastic yeah yeah it's, it's very very smart and it's it's interesting you can yeah, I, almost everything I've seen so far has been positive, but I'm sure there are negative think pieces. It may just not be ones that have come up in my sphere of kind of friends and people I follow on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'll be some, because we've talked about outrage culture before, I'm sure there'll be some that even left-wing 
people that'll be like, no, this is making small of an issue that is real and you shouldn't be making oh, fun of it or man. something like that. I had the biggest accidental Facebook post scene this morning. Uh, so that mm-hmm. whole outrage thing. Someone decided that Secret Hitler, the board game, was an mm-hmm. outrage because it was making, you know, light of Hitler Holocaust coming into power and, yep. and all the terrible things he did and, you know, how dare they make a game of it and, oh, it accidentally got onto my Facebook and I wasn't able to comment on it because it was someone else liking it or commenting on it and I just wanted to rage at this ignorant <laughs> asshole and I couldn't and I raged with him myself and that yeah. was, just that was bottle devastating. It up. I think yep. just bottle it up is probably the best yeah. way to go. Just push it right down, <laughs> push it right down and hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm And then it'll come out in weird Harry Potter based streams. <laughs> That's it. I much for my Facebook to be only of opinions that I agree with to circulate yeah. and And know. Star Wars news. Yeah, so correct. I'll, so I'll wait for the defriending like straight after the podcast <laughs> or I've unfollowed you months ago. Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> right, maybe I I'm... would be so upset. <laughs> uh. Oh, the Melbourne gonna... Eva opens tonight. That's exciting. Yep, that, that, that was Ooh. that was my fine. That was my second piece of well, news. Well, I just saw it. Um, I just saw it in the news, and it's yeah. actual news. Yes, yeah, it is relevant current news. So yes, I believe we mentioned it. So anyway, that was the South Park thing. I think it's great. Um, yeah, and then the esports game uh, game bar in Melbourne opens tonight. Um, so they've got a Twitter, which is um, if you want to follow them, it is. Uh, G-G-E-Z bar. Um, Catherine, come on. It's G-G-E-Z. Oh, fine. Because I'm that's G-G-E-Z. what you say to I people after say you it. beat them in an esports competition. Yeah, well, you, you say, say G-G-E-Z. It. Yeah, but she doesn't, it. So she that doesn't, doesn't make know that. Sense. She doesn't know that, Dan. Yeah. She's not an esports. esports. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what the vibe is. I kind of read um, Why are we not a little there tonight? That feels like something we should be at. Mm. Because we're doing the podcast, like cool oh, podcasters. That's that's very. Also, reasonable. it's really cold. <laughs> it's so rainy it's really and disgusting cold. out there. Yeah, no one's going to be at this event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was an article basically saying that they, uh, their priority is making sure it's a fun bar first, and and that esports is obviously the focus. But I think they've learnt their lesson from a few gaming bars that came up, and they were great gaming places but they weren't necessarily great bars mm. so I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that they'll hit a hit a good balance and um and actually make some money and stay around for a while yeah from what i have read uh it's very much just like oh it's like a sports bar but just on the screens are the the esports and they've got a license till 5 a.m so it's yeah. a lot of those international competitions you'll be able to watch at you know yeah great two or three in the morning or something like that yeah clever. um which uh yeah i think i think works out i i don't think they need any of the extra fancy things because i think in one of the quotes they said like oh you, you don't go to a sports bar and play football mm. you go and yeah. watch it so yeah and i really agree i think that's a really smart way to do it because um yeah if you had to have all the computers and the gaming set up and it's not very social whereas really making it a spectator thing like they're right you don't expect to you might play like a little game of pool or foosball or something but you you don't expect to yeah go go kick a soccer ball around a bar the important thing to to find out would be like what kind of pub food they have because that's going to be that's going to be make or break. They have to- Korean chicken tacos at the very least, Korean fried chicken tacos. So oh I think my it's good goodness! Quality. Fuck! Why am I talking yep. to you guys right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should be at this thing. My flu yep. would not stop me from eating Korean chicken tacos. Now, you know I'm good? a big sports. <laughs> Esports fan. I'm a fan of the of the e and the sports. Um, what will be interesting to see is which 
esports they sort of lean to because I know a lot of them have problems with spectator modes aren't very because all these games are set up in different ways like Overwatch and Counter-Strike and stuff are also first-person shooters how do you set up a, a spectator camera are those sports mature enough to have developed a good esports scene yet um, mm-hmm. and also like are we as gamers kind of insular like oh I, I play this game so I watch these esport this esport whereas I have no time of day for any other one. <laughs> whereas sports fans sometimes watch multiple sports. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what sports fans I, do. I feel like gamers <laughs> will be more like they'll recognize that they can't only watch league all the time or something. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hopeful, but I I believe we have so, to. People yeah. have to be a little bit open-minded. Sure, surely. They, <laughs> they will, yeah. So I'm looking at a picture of the place and they've got multiple TV screens all around the place. So there'll be different games going on and, People, I guess, can pick and choose what they what they look at and what they think about. Just that's just like they do it at home. So very good. Yeah, I can look yeah. at it now. It looks really sharp, actually. I, I think we should definitely yeah. hit it up. Yeah, I think we should do a do a a um a review. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should. I I do see. Um, yeah, I think an interview with one of the the owners that was saying like one of the major concerns they have, or like one of the major concerns most bars have is their liquor license and making sure they've got quality beer or whiskey on tap or whatever. Whereas theirs was, they needed a big fat fiber cable to provide high speed internet <laughs> yep. so mm. that they could live stream all of these, um, these different shows via Twitch or, or via YouTube live or, or whatever in, in HD. Whereas usually that would be provided through a cable channel. Yep. Yeah. For gotcha. a regular bar. So, um, yeah, I'm all for it. I reckon we go there one time. All right, decision made. Done. Charles, I guess we should l- listen to your news. Yeah, Ugh. my news. So <laughs> it's about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I've already done the Star Wars news this week, so you're going to have to pick something oh, This one's else. really different. So this is actually about uh, gaming Star Wars, not tabletop, not anything to do with tabletop. It's tables. the same thing. <laughs> uh, so right. first. Force Friday just happened, which is uh, the event where they announce all the new Star Wars toys that are coming out. So that's where the new big Millennium Falcon was announced. But one big thing they announced, which is really interesting, is the uh, augmented reality game Jedi Challenges. Uh, you oh, both yes. Seen I think I saw that. footage of that. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially they've packaged their own, uh, I guess, augmented reality visor uh, with a game. So it's, it's like the VR equivalent of those little handheld game systems you used to get that only had like one particular game like on a game and watch yeah yeah and like so there was a game boy where you could take cartridges in and out but there used to be little little game handheld things that would only play one game so it's kind of the vr version of that i guess yeah, for 400 right. australian dollars oh, um, Jesus. okay you, it's got a few games on it but they're all you know star wars themed like that star wars chess game whatever it's called and uh and you know some kind of strategic game and lightsaber battles what it actually looks like will be really interesting uh i'm very dubious about the quality of what they'll bring but um it's you know putting vr and ar more into the mainstream which is only a positive thing uh and look it looks cool in in theory and star wars will be a test for them you know because it's all they're all owned by the same corporate overlord now it's like (laughs) you know if that does well then there might be a marvel one and you know it's um Star Wars is the, almost the safest property for them to do it with, but there would definitely be people quietly planning like, well, if this does well, how do we do this across, you know, 20 things? Yeah, yeah this this sci-fi technology, let's test it on the sci-fi nerds and then when yeah. that's successful, 
uh, we will try and promote a right new now. version yeah. of Aladdin and a new version of Beauty and the Beast <laughs> that's VR only <laughs> before it goes back in the vault. Yeah, I um, actually saw the musical of Aladdin just a few nights ago. It was, um, oh, yeah. it was good. Uh, yeah, yeah was I went and saw that as well. Did you? Yeah. How cool are the, the villains in that? Yeah, the villains are great, and um, and I mean, I don't remember a lot of the plot because Aladdin was shirtless for a lot of the time, so that was distracting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was interesting because I um, you know, obviously the the live action films in the work, I, every single Disney film that hasn't already been adapted into live action, they have plans to. So it's kind of um, yeah, it's it's interesting to look at that story and be like, yeah, what would you do to make that a film? Yeah, yeah I guess they're I'd... dominating everything. And as a yeah. as a screenwriter, and Guy Ritchie's directing, so that'll be <laughs> Aladdin's like got to do a heist. What do you think of the changes to well from from the Disney story we all know and love, uh, where because in this one Aladdin has a bunch of friends, he's not a loner, and he's and his yeah. friends have a bunch of music uh, songs as well and moments. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just putting it in line with that musical theater tradition, really. Like, I, I'm not hugely familiar with musical theater, but like, you know, I've seen a few shows, but um, it, it just felt like, you know, you need chorus numbers, you need various things. And it, I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense as an adaption. Like what works as a film doesn't always work as a musical and vice versa. So mm. right, you, know, you have to change something. All right. All right. Sorry. Yep, I did not jump here to listen about musicals. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about your musicals, Catherine. Let's talk about Bastion. So, Bastion, uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, uh, is that kid. The soundtrack to Bastion, that, just then. Just rages for a while. Uh, came out in 2011, uh, thanks to Supergiant Games and Warner Bros. Um, huge, essentially a massive hit. It's on all sorts of platforms. you got PC, Xbox One, iOS, PS4, I think it's on the Vita now. Uh, Catherine, did you end up playing this on the iPad? Yeah, so I um I played it when it originally came out. So I'd actually played it on Steam. Um, and, but then for this playthrough, I did rebuy it on the iPad because it was very reasonably priced. Um, so yeah, I kind of have both perspectives. I obviously played it um, using a controller first, and then played it on the iPad. So um, yeah, very very different game on uh, well gameplay um, on both of those platforms. And I know everyone who listens to the show obviously plays along with us, but for the zero percent of you who didn't, uh, it's uh, isometric sort of third-person view, and it's got this sort of particular, almost like hand-drawn or hand-painted painted art style, um, where you're this kid and you're walking around, uh, and as you're walking around, the 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 ground itself comes up to meet you, as there's been some sort of calamity that has uh, destroyed. It kind of reforms. Yeah, it sort of reforms as you get to it, and so that and you can fall off the edges. Uh, the other super notable thing about this game, which you realize sort of straight away, is there's a narrator who's actually telling the story and is describing the actions your character takes. So if you fall off the edge of the world, the character might say, uh, the the narrator might say, oh, you know, the kid has to watch their step, or this is not where the, you know this is not where the story ends, um, or that if you just sit around and, and beat things up and without progressing forward, uh, the narrator he might say, you know, the kid rages for a while, uh, and it's it's really interesting seeing that that sort of dynamic play out throughout the throughout the game. Yeah, that narrator's yeah. voice is just smooth whiskey. Uh, 
and I could listen Melted to that. Melted cheese, delicious. <laughs> all, all day long. It's so nice. Uh, that's that's my favorite part of the game is the narrator's voice. Hands yeah. down. See, I, like, the, the narrator's voice is right up there for me, but like to, to put it in context when I played this game, I literally wrote a fan letter to the person that did the art style to say how much I loved it. Like, I, I think this game is beautiful. I, I mean, it's we're so spoiled for choice now with indie games that it's – it's kind of easy to remember that when this came out, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a wasteland, but there weren't as many as there are now. Yeah. This, this was a real seeing, pioneer with indie games yeah. for the quality. Uh, and, and, you know, it was a game that you could point to it. And when people have those debates about our video games, art and other culture and all of that stuff, Bastion would be one of the ones I could point to because there were so many distinctive things there where I'm like, tell me that that's not cultural output. Like, how can you look at that and go that this doesn't, contribute something to kind of the cultural world um and and the music so i love the music to bastion yeah it's a little bit, little bit middle eastern it. isn't it with a bit of a bit of a, with a western theme tint on with, some of it yeah. as well yeah it's, it's yeah sense, i mean it's, it's kind really of, it's, unique yeah it's really hard to pin down and and also like i think there's a sitar in there which is that little mm. middle eastern vibe and and um I mean, I love writing to video game music because uh, someone was explaining it once and they said, like, it's because it's music that is made to listen to while you do something Mm, um, versus music that's made to relax you or where you focus on listening to the music. It's meant to be kind of dynamic but in the background. And and the Bastion music is beautiful but also very, um, yeah, just active. Yeah, I think uh, I'd read something similar where sort of background, especially game music, is quite rhythmic and it can be on repeat without it annoying you. It's kind of designed to be able to fill mm. long stretches of time. Yep. Uh, yep. And I could, yeah, I could listen to the Bastion soundtrack for hours and hours, and we'll have cut obviously some bits, uh, some bits of it into the into the podcast, so you can get a feel feel for that energy. Um. So, what did you guys play it on in the end? Which platform? Charles. Uh, I of course played it on PC. Uh, with a keyboard. I, yeah, with a keyboard. Always with a keyboard. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, so I don't enjoy playing these kind of games on the iPad. I, I don't like playing fighting yep, games on the iPad. Yeah. Um, the controls aren't kind of know, dynamic, sounds wanky. They're, they're not reflexive. Uh, what's the word? Yep. Yeah, yeah, not Twitch reflexy enough. enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Responsive. I don't, I don't yeah. enjoy that. So PC every time. Um, I'm that's, surprised that's you didn't use a controller. Is it because you don't know don't how to put a controller on your PC? <laughs> I don't own a controller to put on my PC. Because uh, I mean, because I, I don't, see I don't point. have a console, but um, well, it's like Steam's big picture, um, gamepad stuff is excellent. Like I don't feel the lack of not having a console when I do play a game on a on a computer, because the controller stuff is so well done through Steam. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I played with a Xbox controller plugged in, as I usually do for these games. And mm. I, yeah, I had played it previously, uh, as as you mentioned, Catherine, sort of back in 2011, 2012. Uh, I played it when it first came out, and uh, I'm ashamed to say I didn't actually finish it. And oh, then go. when I pl- replayed it uh, this time, um, just smashed through it, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get to the end of this, um, and enjoyed it every step of the way, even on the second playthrough. So, Yeah, lovely. The, um, I mean, one of the things I love about this game, so obviously you've got all your different um, weapon choices, and this holds true for uh, their follow-up game to this, Transistor, which I also played and really loved, and a lot of the same kind of uh, feedback in terms of beautiful art style, really different, 
um, beautiful music and great story as well. Um, but there's legitimately no best way to play Bastion in terms of the choices of what weapon you use and which section and all of that mm. stuff. There's no one right answer. And I think that's that's such a hard thing to do from a game design perspective and just speaks to the quality of the game that I don't think you could like you know, I, I was going online and looking up hints and things when I originally mm-hmm. played it and there would be people arguing so strongly for one combo being the best and then other people saying they, you know, did New Game Plus using an entirely separate one and it's like, yeah, like that's that's a really well-balanced game. <laughs> yeah, because the game has, you you at the start you don't really have much but you get a hammer and uh, I believe you get a bow or, some, or a pistol and a shield. I've forgotten now which one you get first. Yep. But uh, you, you essentially the... have first yeah no, no, so you no, essentially you have the, a melee the rapid fire the pistol it doesn't matter okay. it so yeah. doesn't matter so you, get, so you get a so you get a melee weapon a ranged weapon and a shield and then you've got sort of a super attack you can get and some and and you can get some health potions effectively these uh these liquors um and then that's kind of it like you can you go around you beat up the bad guys and you collect the little shards or whatever and then yeah pretty much every level you go to you unlock at least one if not two new weapons mm. and then i think it really comes into it that you know so you end up playing new game plus and going like oh, okay what 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 combo should i try now uh and you can un- uh, unlock upgrades for those weapons or purchase upgrades for those weapons as well and I, I i yeah i never found that there was one that i felt was overpowered or was the one i had to stick with it was very much a oh i enjoy the feel of this better like i i really enjoyed this yeah yeah, yeah. And and I think that was the thing. Like there is no right or wrong answer. It's what suits your gameplay style best, which is which is great. Um just to, yeah, just I, to I, put I... the game into perspective for people who haven't played it. So essentially the the idea is the bastion itself uh is this this kind of well, it's a bastion. People uh the idea was that people were meant to come here to survive uh, a disaster. Um but it was unsuccessful. Uh that didn't happen and the calamity has happened and, and everyone's perished i guess uh except for this kid and the stranger uh who's narrating that made it to the bastion uh and the, the idea is you explore out from this bastion along the skyway uh to different um locations uh from the previous world and you you rebuild them as you go and discover them and and fight monsters in them and fight bosses and get cores that you bring back to the bastion to build to expand it and, and to repair it uh to then be able to eventually uh save and restore the world uh that's or make that's a kind choice of, or about what you want to do to, that's it. to restore or save yeah. the world yeah. i want to get to that choice in a minute but yeah charles makes a really good point that you go out and you explore these areas and take a core or a shard and narrat- what an interesting thing narratively is once you take it often those areas start falling apart because it was yep. the core or the shard that was holding them up in the air and you're like no no, no i need this power to to rebuild the bastion and other new yeah yeah exactly um it it is really nice to play a game that's about creating as well like you know it's it's a you're restoring something versus destroying so you know (laughs) obviously a lot of video games are about shooting stuff and kicking doors down i 100 percent agree but i think there is also a like a darker undercurrent of oh yeah oh you're taking away like stability from other areas you know, yep. you're you're yeah, you're dooming anything that was there to mm. to sort of create your own safety, and you kind of have to do it because that's how you're going to survive. But it is 
the themes are there that um, maybe that's what led to the calamity in the first place, kind of. Mm. That kind of attitude. Yeah. Mm. Um, should we talk about the, the story some more? I mean, did you guys end up finishing this game or...? Uh, yeah, so I I did both times uh, when I originally played through. I didn't new game plus it because I'm not a crazy person. Um, but yeah, I, d- I did finish it. I uh, I finished it the first time I played it years and years ago. This time I couldn't quite get there, and I'll discuss why a little later that we'll uh, we'll get there. But the choice at the end is what you want to discuss, Dan. Yeah, so the game doesn't present many. I mean, it gives you choices in what weapons should you use and things like that, but the narrative just kind of push, pushes forward until you get to a point where there's a, there's two very specific choices you have to make. Um, and the first one being you've, you've just been doing all this sort of damage with this big weapon and the enemy who, this is, I guess, spoiler territory. If, if you haven't played it, you should go and play it. Um, the Zulf, the um, one of the ambassadors from Ura, who you found and rescued, and kind of who betrayed you, and it turns out they triggered the calamity. They're injured, and you can decide to put down your weapon and carry that, carry him, or leave him and just continue on. Uh, which which choice did you guys make? I carried him. No, I left him. <laughs> says a lot personality wise Charles does say a lot doesn't it so, so what happened because I, I carried him as well so I, I want to know Charles what what went through your mind to, to sort of leave him behind and what ended up happening well that's that's always the kind of choice that I would make in that kind of game I honestly can't remember what happened uh, this was this was years ago that I reached up to this point but when I make a choice in a game I kind of put my own ethics to it uh, and I'm like does this person deserve to be punished and if the answer is yes then they get punished. And by punished, you mean die. Like you were leaving him to bleed out and die. Yep. Punished. Cool. Catherine, why'd you save him? Because <laughs> um, you're not a horrible monster I mean, person, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, clearly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's the classic thing about, you know, no no villain or no no other side of the war thinks that they're doing the wrong thing. Like that's the mark of really poor writing. If you have a villain that's like, I'm a villain and I'm doing bad. Like yeah, almost... Sure everyone genuinely thinks they're doing the right thing. And, um, and, you know, I think the game actually leans on the side of you picking him up and that there's this lovely tiny little moment when you, um, when you pick up his body and you're walking through and one kind of minion tries to take a shot at you and, and his general like kind of slaps him and stops him. Um, basically saying like, no, no, we respect, we're like, you might be our enemy, but we respect you. Um, and we respect you for doing this for, for carrying for carrying him. So I I think the game secretly wants you to pick him up, <laughs> but also yeah, did, mercy sorry, is Charles. weakness. Sure. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because I, I ended up carrying him as well, and mostly it was because the, the that point in the game where the his own people turn against him, and that's why he's wounded, uh, and because it turns out his people are upset that they that you know his actions led you to turn up to their house and wreck face. Um, <laughs> so they decide to sort of injure him. And then I was like, no, 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 like I'm going to forgive him and carry him. And yeah, they do take shots at you for a little while. And then they sort of, once you get injured enough, they sort of stop and, and it's like a sign of respect. And they do that thing where, yeah, one, one shoots at you and he gets beat up um, by, by the others. Uh, and then you sort of, well, in our case, you take him back to the bastion, and in Charles's case, you just feel empty inside, uh, and you get to the <laughs> you get to the second uh, major choice of the game right at the end, the last choice, mm. 
Um, you get the choice between um, restoration sort of and evacuation. That's right. So the restoration is you're going to restore the timeline, go back in time to before the calamity, and you may or may not remember what happened. So you, there may not be a chance you can change events, change fate, um, but there is that chance and you'll be able to go back to the way things were. Or do you uh, evacuate and take the people who are still alive and just venture out into the unknown uh, on this this piece of floating citadel um where Catherine, i want to start with your choice this time yeah so i um i chose evacuation and i think it's really that's interesting yeah so i mean restoration is a false choice so i would argue you know if you if you look at the logic of that you're actually trapping yourself to repeat that sequence of events over and over again with no change. If you will. Mm. Yeah, basically. And and I think, you know, at a fundamental level, those two choices represent trying to keep things static versus painful change. Because, you know, evacuation is painful because you're basically saying all those people that are dead Mm. cannot be saved. Um, But even with that in mind, we're going to move on and try and rebuild something new. Whereas restoration is maybe I can save them, but in reality, you're getting stuck in that loop over and over again. Maybe. I mean, when you – so I picked Restoration, and when you pick it, the stranger, stranger has a – Now who's hopeful? That's it, right? <laughs> he has a bit of a chat, and he's like, you know, it's said that we won't remember, but with all the things we've been through, uh, I, I don't think that could happen in his sexy voice. Uh and that's that's kind of – it gives you a little bit of a glimmer of hope, I guess, that maybe the Restoration will glimmer, end as well. But- yeah. But I think it's also like even if you do remember, even if you stop it, nothing's changed in the system. Like everything that caused the calamity is still there and still in place. So, I mean, I, I think there's it's, – it's definitely – it reminds me a little bit of Braid actually in terms of it's definitely a game that has deeper things to say about the environment and choice and kind of society and, and, um, and the nature of fate. Uh, and, yeah, I – I personally think there's one right ending, but maybe that's just reflective of it's the ending that I always choose. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of, uh, funnily enough, a Netflix movie I'd watched recently, I think called Ark or something, A-R-Q possibly, that is about that sort of time. There's this time machine and it keeps putting putting them in a loop. And every time they die, they wake up at the start of the loop. And they're trying to break the loop. But in breaking the loop, they've just fallen into a bigger loop that puts them into a smaller loop later like right and so, and so i was like oh that's obviously nightmare scenario like i would hate to go like i, I would never want to and this is me putting myself in it again it's like, sort of like what charles did going like i would not want to take the chance of not remembering and then mm. falling into this this loop forever i would rather accept what has happened and carry on um and and do a new thing than, uh, than be damned for all eternity. So that's two mm. evacuations to one restoration. There we go. Yeah. Quitters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear what, what our listeners ended up choosing as well. So the ones that, that, that did play the game. Uh, it almost feels like if you do um, evacu- uh, sorry, restoration, that should be what triggers New Game Plus because New Game Plus is just playing through Playing through again, yeah. Yeah, playing through again, but I guess having some knowledge of it. Um, mm. Yeah. I think I think that would probably lean slightly, make me lean slightly towards restoration being the more positive option though, because New Game Plus is like a reward. So sure, de- yeah. if, if that was the case, it would definitely be kind of implying like the restoration was the right choice. 
Um, whereas I think it is pretty ambiguous. Um, That's a good point. You know, as yeah. much as I, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I played. So I played it on the iPad. Um, it was a beautiful port. I thought they did a really, really good job. But I, I definitely think it's better using a controller um, or on the PC. It, um, it was a lot easier on the iPad is my main complaint, and I don't think they could oh, have really? done anything to change that. Yeah, well, it's it's because like you can play it with traditional controllers, like you can switch to what they call classic mode and have buttons on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's a lot clunkier. The way that they've made it really seamless and work really well on the iPad is that. Um, basically you auto shoot. So a lot of the weapon stuff is actually you dodging or tapping and getting out of the way. But like, so with, with shooting, for example, you shoot automatically. So I just, you know, would sit on ships and just aim myself at people. Um, And yeah, I, I guess it's basically like it's a great iPad game. Like the fact that a game like that can be played on the iPad is amazing. Hmm. Um, it's just not the best version of Bastion out there. Um, cause I, I played it and was like, this is a great iPad game. This is an amazing quality, but I love Bastion and this doesn't make me love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair enough. I want to touch on as well. One thing we we've talked about every single character pretty much except one. Um, so we've got the stranger whose voice is just, mwah, just oh, <laughs> you listen to him all day. Uh, we got Zulf, the traitorous Zulf who Charles leaves to die because he's a heartless monster. Uh, and Zaya as well. And uh, Zaya is sort of an Ura girl. I wasn't really sure of like where her sort of story fit in this game because they do talk about a girl that was slighted by a boy. And I thought like, oh, is that was that us? Were we that kid? Do we have amnesia? What's going on? But she doesn't really seem to do much in this game. Yeah, I mean, how old did you see the kid being? Oh, I thought he was in his 20s at least. Like, really? I, I, see, I thought like 12. Uh, yeah, I thought like 10 yard, or 12. Kind of, that was kind yeah. of the I got, which is for someone that kills a lot of people. One of the um, extra <laughs> missions that you can do by puffing on the pipe or getting into the the cook pot uh, or eating from the cook pot and sort of lying down is this um, sort of the narrator talks about what I what I thought was the kid's life about how he went off to join the military because he wanted to send money back to his mother because uh, she was very sick and then when he came I back it was the narrator's life oh maybe it was the narrator's life but I th- or, like the or way maybe he was they have about, child soldiers I don't know there's options <laughs> There's, there's that option. And he was saying that, you know, no one ever goes back for a second term. But when when the kid came back and realized his mum was dead and no and like the money was gone, like he'd just been sending money back to her and it just disappeared. He decided to go back out there and do a second term. And, you know, no one ever does that. And he just hardened up or whatever. I thought he was like talking about the main character. I thought he was talking about you because even though he calls him a kid, I mean, the narrator seems like an old dude. He's super so he would old, call, so yeah. He would call, anyone a call kid, everyone right? a kid. Yeah, I, th- I think it's ambiguous. I definitely don't think it's like, no, he's definitely this age. But I, I kind of assumed he was younger. Sure. Mm, me too. Uh, the art style plays into that a little bit as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the cut, like not the cutscenes, but I guess like the static images that you got, I felt like he looked slightly younger. Yeah, he does look so um, young. Yep. I think you're yeah. crazy, Dan. Okay. Yeah. That could be cool. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do want to know as well, like what what weapons you ended up sort of using, because I I felt that they they introduced them fairly quickly, so I never really spent too much time with one. But by the end, I was like, no, 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 my my go to is the musket and the spear. Uh, the 
yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm a I'm a big machete man. I like the speed of the war machete because mm. um, you could get in and get out really fast. Whereas the the bigger weapons I found really cumbersome uh, and irritating. But the spear obviously has its advantages. Uh, Catherine, yeah, I liked the spear for certain um, for certain enemies. I think. I mean, it's it's hard to say because obviously the iPad it was super. Um, it was super different. And I didn't mind the hammer. I like a nice hammer, you know. Yeah. It's kind of the classic. <laughs> Did you do many of the sort of challenges for those weapons where you can only use one weapon? There's no yeah, shields, I, no... I did most of them. Um, the bow one, I think I I, did, I didn't quite get it, um, and I did it for a while. Like, not this playthrough. <laughs> this was the original one, but it sure. took me too long, too long. <laughs> where you got to pop the balloon things. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, either either the bow or the pistol one. There was one that yeah. I literally got trapped on for four hours, and let's just say I did not do it this playthrough. So <laughs> yeah, I did. I did got a fair few of them at I got the second prize, uh, but I think the only one I got first prize with was I think the shield and the spear or something. Uh, I didn't really bother too much with the others. Um, I got Good. first prize on most, I think, but All I got right. a bit well, OCD the first yeah, playthrough. <laughs> what, a, what a hero. Well done, Kevin. <laughs> just the hero of, of uh, Ceylondia. Just good on you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Didn't know that I wasn't allowed to be honest about how well I did in the game. Just tone it, <laughs> right. tone it down. All right. Just chill yeah. out. Yep. Chill out. All right. Yep. Uh, Another I thing wanted, I wanted to. Yep. Sorry. I, w- I wanted to also touch on the, the sort of. We, we mentioned there's the upgrade mechanics, things like that, but as you build up the Bastion again, you get all these other unlocks, like different special attacks, uh, different stuff you can add to the difficulty. Uh, did you guys venture into that at all? Or? Yeah, definitely. you got to yeah. build that stuff up, access yep. it up. Yeah, it's the goodies. It's the good stuff. I so liked I found- the, res- yeah, the, the building aspect. I, I kind of, it gave me a, a deep internal sense of satisfaction to mm. restore things to their rightful glory. Yep. Yeah. They've uh they've they nailed it. I don't know if maybe this is one of the first games to do it, but that whole idea of having your base that you're building up while doing other things uh has become almost a staple in games that we see these days. Um mm. that, you know, you have your own location that's personal to you and that gives you motivation. Uh and this does it very well. Uh, just because I guess the artwork's so nice, you really want to see that within your bastion if for no other reason. And, uh, and the backstory. Yeah, the op- it's not just some random backstory. base. Yeah, the, the opportunities it unlocks. And you also feel personally attacked when you come back. You've been working so hard, you've been working so hard, and you come back to the Bastion and it's in ruin because it's, it's been attacked while you're away. And you're yeah. just like, God damn it, I was so close to getting it finished. You know, like <laughs> someone's come in and ruined it and you're just all the more motivated to get out there and, and hunt them down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I want to yeah. talk about why it didn't quite capture me this time. So sure. the narration <laughs> is stunning. The music is amazing. The artwork is fantastic. But the gameplay for me felt a bit stale. Uh, and I don't know if that's because we are Games where we are. moved on. Like five yeah. years, six years later. Um, but I, I guess that just that good old mechanic of, of mowing your way through a whole bunch of monsters with different weapons just doesn't hold me anymore. Uh, and I don't yeah, know if that's a weakness of the game or just where I am as a player. Uh, but I found it really hard to get super into into Bastion for the second time because of the gameplay. I think it may have something to do with the fact that, as Catherine mentioned, it's uh, a, 
one of the early indie games that you could point to and go like, this is a great indie or semi-indie. I mean, it's it's published by Warner Brothers. But um, I think that was later, though. It didn't. I mean, um, maybe I'm wrong. I would have to check the history of it. But it, it was like it won all the indie awards. Like it, it mm. was not. Yeah. I think it was picked well, up think- by them later. Yeah, it could very well be right. I mean, the developer itself is is an independent, um, whether they just published through Warner Brothers before you could sort of publish independently. But uh, mm. ever since then, I think a lot of games have maybe taken on that formula and built upon it. And the mechanics were very core, like very fine and crisp, and they kind of do what you want to deliver that narrative. But we, I think in the last, what, six years, we have grown and kind of expect a little bit more out of indie games and yeah. maybe a little bit more uh, intricacy in the in the mechanics. I Yeah, I, I don't think that's a flaw of the game. I think, like, I absolutely agree with you, Charles, that it's like it, it doesn't feel revolutionary now. I, I just think it's like, you know, you watch certain TV shows that were amazing. And you're like, wow, this plot line's so predictable. And <laughs> of course it is. It was 10 years ago. So mm. I think things move on and that's not a fault of the you know, the game or the show or whatever. It's just that, yeah, I'd hope that games have continued to get better. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. The, um, it's actually really sad. Uh, I was looking forward to their new game quite a lot. Uh, Pyre, I think. Um, yeah. Oh Pyre. yeah. That's like, it's like, uh, it's like basketball, but also weird fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So that was the yeah. thing. I read the description and saw some gameplay and was like, I just am so not into that style of game, even though I love Supergiant, I know I'm not going to play it and enjoy it. So like it looks innovative, but it doesn't look like it's for me. Um, mm. So that was, that made me a bit sad because I, I enjoyed Transistor. Um, not as much as Bastion, but I, I did really enjoy it. Cool. All right. Uh, so Charles, I know we we like to touch on this bit uh, in, in every game club. Are there a couple of things you would like to tweak in this game or... Uh, look, I guess for me, it's just the the gameplay mechanics. Like, I, and I think that's just my personal preference of a game. I'm not a big hack and slash kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I never have mm-hmm. been. Um, but Do you like cleverer games than that? Is that yeah? The... Uh, I'm looking yeah. these days. I'm looking for puzzles. I'm looking for more complex mechanics, um, more interactions that are I don't know ethical. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. For me, like, so uh, you can choose the awful, correct. <laughs> so I can unleash my my angst and anger upon the world. Uh, so for me, uh, I wouldn't change the game because it is what it is, and it's an amazing piece of art. But it, it's not something that I would leap to play again. In that sense, mm. yeah, Kevin. Um, yeah, I think for me, it was you know it was really fun to go back and play it on the iPad. I I definitely don't think it's the superior platform. Like I know a lot of the games I've played, I've kind of um, for this podcast, I've kind of come away going like, I would never play it on anything other than an iPad now. Um, That's definitely not Bastion iOS version for me. Uh, It's still one of my favorite all time games, like, you know, the narrative and the music and the story. And, and I agree with Charles, the gameplay hasn't aged particularly well, but um, it's, it's still right up there with one of the classics. Now, usually at this point of the podcast, I complain that the game was too hard and that they need to make it easier. <laughs> However, this game is actually fine. And one of the buildings you can get, you can actually add levels of difficulty and that increases the amount of XP you got. So we're square on that front. Thank you, Supergiant Games, for being <laughs> up, for, for letting me custom custom tailor my difficulty. Yeah, it's pretty uh, cool. 
However, what I what I would tweak is, uh, and this probably isn't a criticism so much as uh, just how much I enjoyed it. I would want more. I want yeah, it's maybe short. more story in the it's, new game it's plus. It's a neat package. I want I want more hmm. narrative. I want to find out maybe some extra stuff about that world because that world started to really interest me when I you know as the narrator's telling it to you, I couldn't help but get invested. Um, also, I'd like maybe some more unlocks for the weapons instead of just oh you do five percent more damage or mm. reload is faster maybe some kind of super attack on the weapon that doesn't you know that, that can go in conjunction with your the other super attacks you had from the black tonics uh maybe just like more uh, fiddly things to sort of play around with uh, as i explore more story is kind of what what i'd want out of this game or some sort of mm. dlc maybe i'd like to see the weapons change in a way that makes you play tactically different i guess Mm -hmm. uh more so than just you know the rangers you're hitting your enemies um that would that would be interesting i think and i I guess guess that's what we see these days and this and and that's what they did in transistor like yeah you you played a completely different game it wasn't it was kind of weapons but they were like runes you you equipped different runes okay and um and there was maybe 500 different combinations once you you know and and each of them a lot like bastion each of them was a completely legitimate play style yep. and the game forced you to basically try them all um it, it wasn't really uh it, it didn't annoy you but it was like you you ended up never being able to stick with just one style of play mm. um so i think it, I think you can see the sequel to Bastion and the evolution in it in their later games. Um, right. I, I think there's definitely a clear progression there if you play one and then the other. Yeah, nice. All righty. We're, uh, we're going to have to keep moving on. We're getting yeah, we'll skip the time. Yeah. I think we're... Yep. <laughs> uh, we'll go straight into game recommendations. I think we'll, we'll recommend this game, I think, is, is sort of where yeah. we land on it. Yeah, so for, for me, it's it's definitely... Look, if you've never played it, you need to play it as a fan of indie games and just to experience the artwork, the narration, and the soundtrack, if nothing else. Uh, if you've played it before, you probably don't need to revisit it. Uh, I think it'll mm-hmm. be almost... For me, it put a bit of a sour taste on what was an amazing memory. All right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's my recommendation. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, good recommend. Awesome. Do you guys have any uh, games you want to recommend that are, if you liked this, you might like this, or you know, if you're interested in this, here's another another taste of a similar kind of game. Gavin. Yeah, I think mine would be very clearly Transistor. Um, mm. And then also Braid, you know, really similar feel in terms of just narrative and, and um, surprise and story. You know, obviously different gameplay, but also gorgeous art style and music. Mm. So that would be my recommend for that one. That's another one of those games that really encourages you to play again and uncover the, oh, yeah. the sort of full story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, I would recommend Portal uh, and or Portal 2. Obviously play the first one first, uh, mostly because that entire game is narrated uh, by GLaDOS as she's talking to you about the things you're doing and this is she's talking to the character and and the player w- instead of the narrator talking to sort of an audience but um, it has a lot of similarities where they the narrator will describe things you've just done and and mention how silly it was or how smart it was uh, so it's a similar kind of thing hmm. uh, I'm going to recommend the banner saga 
Um, ah, yeah, I haven't played that, but I want yeah. to. Yeah, um, it just in a way that the artwork is is really nice and unique, uh, and the world it also has its own little little differences to it, which makes the whole thing really enjoyable uh, and really mm-hmm. engrossing. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. Yeah, nice. that's been on my want to playlist for ages, so mm-hmm. that's um that's a good pretty, excuse. Pretty great. There we go. It's out there. Cool. All right. Now we're going to skip on through uh, to the most important part of the Game Club show. It's the quiz. (laughs) The one we all look forward to. (laughs) Listen, all this takes a lot of getting used to. And you do get used to it after a while. There's three things I'll always miss, though. One, not having to watch my step all the time. Two, well, forget about two. And three, I miss the songs. Folks from Ceylandia knew how to carry a tune. Uh, now, this one's going to be a bit of a different format. Uh, what I have done is I've taken a couple of uh, 10 to 15 second clips of uh, famous game soundtracks. Now, you're going to get, th- uh, when I ask for it, so we'll give time for both of you to listen. When I ask for the answer, if you tell it to me what game it's from, you get three points. If you can't tell me, if neither of you can tell me what game it's from, I will give you three choices. And if you get it right, you get two points. Uh, and we got we got a couple there. So. This is going to be really okay, hard. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, can either of you tell right? me what game that's from? Nope. I'm going to guess Assassin's Creed. Can oh, I, no. If I guess, do I do I Out get there. the quiz? Uh, if you guess it correctly, you get three points. Uh, but, but I mean, like, Nick, does that mean I don't to do the second bit? Correct. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, so the other person doesn't even get okay. a chance. Um, if you get it oh. correct, no, no, no. If, if you, you get, get it wrong, we still get to do this. No, no. If if I get it wrong, do I still get to do the second bit? Yeah, 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 correct. So, so okay, um, cool. because you both got it wrong, uh, the three options are uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, or Nier Automata. Uh, I'm going to go Witcher 3. I'm also going to go Witcher 3. You are both correct. Hey, well done, us. Nice. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just proud of us, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Cool. Next, next one. one. Uh, I've got it. Uh, oh, which one is it? Uh, is it? Hang on. Oh. Lord of the Rings games? It's, no, shut up. It's Oblivion or Skyrim, but I can't think. It's Skyrim. It's definitely Skyrim. Or is it Oblivion? <laughs> which one? Which one's your final answer, Charles? Oh, I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say Skyrim. Okay, you are incorrect. Your three choices are. It's <laughs> a shit. Morrowind, Oblivion, or Skyrim? It's Oblivion. <laughs> Oblivion. <laughs> You're both incorrect. It's Morrowind. Oh, we're done. <laughs> Didn't Catherine say that? To start she with? said a Lord of the Rings game. No, I said it at the start. That's I think why she I said Morrowind, but let's say she I did. Didn't I said Morrowind in the free answer late. section. Moving on. No. <laughs> no. To the judges, to the judges on that one. Should we give her that one? Yep. I think we I'll should give her that one. I'll accept one point. I'll accept right, yeah, one no, point. We get, we get I'm two fine points with for being Catherine. So it's it's uh 
Four points for Catherine, two for Charles currently. All right. Okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, so it, it sounds <sighs> like, obviously... It sounds like a Mario, but or like a maybe Sonic. a Yoshi? Yeah, maybe a Yoshi. Oh, yes, Sonic. That's true. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Sonic. I'll let you both lock in your answers before I... Um, yeah, that's that's fair. I'm... No, I'm going to go with Yoshi, even though I think it's probably Sonic, but just so I'm something different. <laughs> it is Sonic the Hedgehog. Charles gets three yeah. points. Yes. Yep, nice. Good work. Charles for the win. The crowd goes wild. I, I don't think I would have <gasps> said Sonic without you saying it first. No, so you wouldn't I was have. like, yeah I, yeah, I won't guess that. That's it'd a good be, It'd be rude. All right, mm-hmm. next music. Good quiz, Dan. <laughs> I reckon. Zelda. <laughs> Pretty music. Can you uh, tell me the name of the game? Uh, it's a Zelda, and I'm going to say Ocarina of Time. Catherine? Uh, I mean, I kind of want to guess the same thing, but that's not fair because I haven't played the game. <laughs> um, that's it. You know, you got to choose what you got to choose. Got to do what you got to yeah. do, Kevin. Yeah. Um, I'll say Breath of the Wild just to probably lose <laughs> it is the song of storms in ocarina of time uh, that Ooh, plays in the window look at me i'm a little i'm a little chuffed with myself right now all right so we got charles on uh eight and catherine on four i like them points next up fine it's fine Hey, yo, Jim, man, won't you, won't you kick some of that, you know? You, you know how you do it, man. It's a trip. People don't even believe me. I like this, whatever it is. Oh, this is super hip. I'm going to say that's a GTA game. Uh, I was like, I'm yeah, gonna... that sounds like a GTA, maybe San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas sounds good, right? That's the one it belongs to. Well, so guess something else, Charles. Oh, I guess we can't both guess it, can we? Well, you we uh, can, but I, well, we I it's a gentlemanly thing. Yeah, you did. Uh, but I totally think it's San Andreas, <laughs> so I'm going to stick with it because I have no ethics. So you're doing both San Andreas. You're both incorrect. Um, the but options yeah. are yep. Forza, Burnout Revenge 3, or Need <laughs> for Speed Underground 2. <laughs> what was Say the, the first one. Forza. Forza. Oh, it's a racing thing. You know, we Burn don't like racing games, Dan. Or Need for Speed Underground 2. I don't know, Need for Speed <sighs> Underground 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to say Need for Speed. It is. So it's Snoop Dogg, Feet the Doors, Riders yeah. on the Storm for Need yeah. for Speed Underground 2. Yeah, I really liked it. I was pretty I'm, sure it was some Snoop. And he's in the of, mobile game as well. Kind of something yeah. I want to listen to. He um he made, he name drops Need for Speed. It's I think it's a song made for the game. So yeah, yeah. he um, he would have gotten paid a lot of money for that. Oh yeah, anyone who had that game <laughs> used to have that that song come up all the time while they were racing. Right, that's all. Yeah, right. they uh, need two, to get their money's value. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, we've got two more two more to go. All right. Um, the one that we played. Um, Bastion? No. Uh, <laughs> this War of Mine. 
Oh, hang on. I'm going to continue listening. She's not allowed to pick my guess. I'm still listening, Charles. I bet you are. I don't think it's this war of mine. Excellent. Don't pick it. All right. I won't. Good. I won't. What are you going to pick? I actually don't know. Pressure's on, Catherine. Tick, 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 I'm just going to go blank. I'm blank. Yeah, I'm waiting for the quiz. That's a great so I think you're wrong. It's really creative. Uh, Charles Thanks. is wrong, but so is Catherine oh. for being blank. <laughs> well, I said nothing. <laughs> uh, your choices are uh, Castlevania. Sorry? Penalize it if you do a guess. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> no. You should penalize if you don't do a guess. You should penalize for not taking chances. Right. Uh, the, your choices are Castlevania, Diablo, or Devil May Cry. Oh. Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. No, that's, yours, lame. that's lame. I don't want to go the same as Catherine. I'm going to say Castlevania if Catherine's going Devil May Cry. I said Devil May Cry. You did. It is Diablo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Catherine and Charles, high five. Good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the scores currently, uh, let's add them up here. We got Charles on uh, eight, uh, 10. Charles on 10. Four. Catherine four. on. Uh, Catherine on six. Yeah, on six. Mm, right. Okay. So this is the final one, number nine. No, no, nine and ten. There's Ooh, ten. She wants both. She wants yep. the time to catch up. All right, here we go. Number nine. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Star Fox. Star Fox. Star Fox. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a hard one. Really? Really? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of reminded of like the Stormwind music and wow, but I don't, I, like, I know it's not that, but yeah. Anyway, I'm, uh, so I'm just going to go blank again. It's, it's neither of those things. Your, uh, yeah. your choices are um, Star Wars Pod Racer, Star Wars Jedi Academy, or Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah, it did have a, a Star Wars theme, but I'm like, it's too easy. Jedi okay. Academy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan did love Jedi Academy, didn't he? I'm going to say Pod Racer for the hilarity's sake. It was Rogue Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> I really We're doing it pretty well. Out of two out of three, we are managing to avoid the correct one all the time. <laughs> I really thought Charles would have that one because I think we played Rogue Squadron. I, I mean, he talks about Star Wars every fucking minute of <laughs> yeah. every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like I knew it was Rogue Squadron, but I wanted it to be Podracer, if yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Last one. All right, last Captain's one. Chance to lose. How are you doing playing at home? But there's no sense crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying till you run out of cake. And the science gets done and you make a neat plan for the people who are still alive. Well, that's terrifying. That was creepy as shit. Um, wow. Like Professor Layton or something like that? Like one of those really cheerful Nintendo games? I have nowhere to go with that. I don't know where that's come from, except the dark, I'm gonna say Professor dark Layton. hits of Dan's heart. I got nothing. Oh, Charles is leaving it blank. I'm blank. Uh, I'm a Catherine. So you're both incorrect. Your options are Portal, Job Simulator, or Bioshock Infinite. Oh, I'm going to say Ooh. Job Simulator. <laughs> Here we go, Gavin. Can we Hang do it again? Cake. Yeah, let's see if we can make it a like four for four. Um, I'm going to go Job Simulator. It's kind of got that weird, surreal 
faux that's, happy well, that's, vibe. That's what I said. You can't think the one that I said. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought you said Bioshock. No, I said definitely not Bioshock. You said Job Simulator? I said Job Sorry, Simulator. What, yep. what were the options again? Bioshock, Job Portal, Simulator, Job on Portal. Job Simulator, and Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, all right. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, then. It is Portal. Fucking <laughs> <Yes. laughs> hell. Captain and Charles, high five. Have you ever heard of the Cake is a Lie? That is from Portal, um, and that's the song that plays at the end of Portal, uh, called Still Alive. You know, I I never finished Portal. I got bored. (laughs) Catherine, I'll I'll one-up you. I've never played Portal. No, I think mine is worse, because I played it, I thought it was good, and then I just put it down, like, halfway through and walked away. (laughs) It's not a long game. In the end, I feel we've wounded Dan, and that's what counts. Look, Dan, that was was an amazing quiz. It was an excellent quiz. And most importantly, Charles won. Charles did win, but like uh, not. Charles did but win. neither of us did great. So no, no, no there's no pride loss. to be had in this yeah. victory. <laughs> that's it. But I really enjoyed myself, and that's what counts. And hopefully, yeah. the viewers, uh, listeners, if you will, enjoyed did better themselves than you. too. Yeah, and no, hopefully, did better. Well, I did do yeah. I did do a call out on Twitter to get some ideas, and there was going to be some Mario, and uh, I was going to put To the Moon in there was another suggestion, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I wanted to yeah steer clear of certain ones. Um, mm. But you guys got some of them, so I'm yeah. really proud of you. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah some us. is some is important. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been real embarrassing otherwise. We would have had to cut the whole segment. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, if you want to reach out to us and just let us know your favorite uh, gaming soundtracks, because I've been down a deep rabbit hole of old SNES games and NES games uh, just over the last couple of days finding cool music, uh, you can tweet at me at NFGDan. They can find me at CS McMullen, and I would also love some gaming soundtracks. I um, I have actually a whole folder of um of gaming soundtracks in my Spotify. So, so I always she can like listen to it while cool writing, one. I guess. Yeah, yeah nice. that's what it's for. I might have to check that out. Uh, you can find me at Charles Bryce. Or you can find Charles at Star Wars Tabletop Gaming. Oh, you certainly can. The plug. Do you have a Twitter as well, Charles? No, I don't tweet. It's <laughs> not Star my Wars. thing. Not yeah. a tweeter. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So next time on Game Club, we're doing one for ourselves. This one's not up for a vote. We're going yeah, back is, into space. This is for us. Dictatorship. Yep. Uh, we're playing Pulsar. The Lost Colony. Oh, I'm so excited. Catherine, yeah. hopefully this works on your laptop. Yeah. Lo- yeah uh, we'll Pulsar see. Lost Colony is another indie game uh, where you, it's multiplayer, so we're going to have to play it together. We'll try and get some footage happening as well, where you're all got it each got a role on the ship it's almost like ftl but first person and you're running around trying to make sure your ship doesn't blow up or uh implode in the vacuum of space and that Catherine isn't putting you out an airlock um almost definitely will <laughs> <laughs> so uh, looking forward to that if you want to follow along with us uh tweet at us at game club cast let us know what you thought of this episode and uh, we'll catch you in two weeks time see you then bye thanks bye